You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to a Friday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We'll react to the LMU game for BYU basketball. Look ahead to senior night for the Cougars as they welcome in Pepperdine tomorrow evening. We'll also talk BYU football, our final position group preview, talking about BYU's cornerbacks on the back end of BYU's defense. One of the more experienced units going into the spring. What is to be expected from them? We'll delve into that and, of course, catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. A look at where you can find teams in action this weekend. We've got it all for you guys ahead on the show. So without further ado, let's get rolling here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 25th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. And thank you for carving out some time to join us on today's show. Let's get rolling today with some BYU football and some good news. I'll start off with this. BYU has announced the early part of spring ball. It sure appears it's probably going to hold true for the entirety of it, but the media, we will be there in person, folks. We will actually have media observation. I have been fully expecting it was going to go via Zoom. We'd have access like we've had for the majority of the past two years where we're talking to coaches and players via Zoom. This year, at least for spring ball, it appears we'll be back in person. And you know what? I could not be more excited. I love getting an opportunity to go down there to BYU. It actually takes a lot more time, all things considered. Like Zoom's been very convenient with the fact that I can sit in my little office in my basement and talk to these coaches and players, get done, and then I'm off to do the next thing. Going and being there in person requires me to drive to Pro. All that stuff. I'm not complaining about this at all. Let me be very clear about this. I am so looking forward to being there in person, being able to take some observation periods in and obviously talk to coaches and players in person. So stay tuned for that. We'll have coverage for you guys up and down all throughout the next month as BYU Spring Ball gets underway. It starts next Monday, crazily enough. But we have been doing these position group previews, the three major questions facing each of them as they enter Spring Ball. And today, I hope I have covered them all and obviously I'll be going back through to make sure I've I've covered them all but I do believe We've been through every position group on the BYU roster, and we finish it out today with some thoughts on the BYU cornerback position on the back end of BYU's defense. And I think this is a position group, just on paper, it might be the most experienced on BYU's roster. And that's saying something, considering teams uh, on the team, there are units like the offensive line, as we've already talked about, who are very deep and very talented. But if you want just sheer upperclassmen, the overall development of guys who have been in the program for some time, cornerback is probably the one you're looking at at uh, what I the way I differentiate these I go left and right cornerback but they are interchangeable BYU moves guys in and out of this lineup uh, so take this with a grain of salt but I do believe that in spring ball D'Angelo Mandel will be holding down one side of BYU's defense he was lights out last year he truly became what I felt like was a lockdown cornerback for BYU did not see a lot of passes sent his way and BYU benefited from that to the fact that they 
they could actually focus on one side of the field and attacking that because you had D'Angelo Mandel out there really running with the best team's opposing wide receiver, and he made life miserable for those guys. I think he's going to continue to get better and better. I think he's on track to have professional prospects following this season, and I really, really like his game. Now, a guy who's been in the running with him neck and neck and was actually position to and actually did start the season next to him last year was Keenan Ellis. Now, Keenan Ellis suffered that horrific concussion injury in that Arizona game very early on, and his season went by the wayside at that point. I have not heard much on what Keenan Ellis' status was. There was concern uh, early on after his injury that it may preclude him from playing his career out, and I have not heard anything to tell me otherwise. I'm hoping we'll get some clarification on this early on in spring ball, and so that's probably question number one here is the health of this unit overall. Keenan Ellis is kind of the focal point of all of that. Is he going to be able to continue to play football? What is the prospects for him returning to BYU's lineup? Until we have that answered, I think a lot of this is in, in flux, considering if he plays, he's probably among the top two, if not top three cornerbacks on BYU's entire roster. If he's unavailable, well, that completely changes the narrative, the how things look for BYU. Otherwise, health, uh, you look at a guy like Micah Harper. He had an ACL tear late in the 2020 season and knocked him out for the entirety of 2021. Very, very good as a true freshman for BYU, locking down a starting position midway through his freshman campaign before that ACL injury. What does he look like in spring ball? Is he back to full form? That's the hope. And if he is, he's obviously going to be in the mix for a starting position. The good news is, or I guess competition-wise, is that you have two other guys that I consider starting quality guys who will be in the mix here. Caleb Hayes, the transfer from Oregon State, he has emerged as one of BYU's best cornerbacks. He was really, really good last year for BYU. And he became, what was he? He was in the running to break Jordan Johnson's past breakup record for a single season for BYU uh, at the tail end of the season. Ultimately did not reach that plateau. But he has been so good for BYU. And he's got a competitive streak a mile long. That's what I love about Caleb Hayes. He got picked on a lot last year. Teams were like, we're going after number 18. We're going to go after him. And you know what? They kept doing it. And sometimes he got burned. But guess what? As the season wore on, he got better and better and better, and he made teams pay. And that's the nice part. It's a guy like Caleb Hayes. He's going to be thinking, okay, I'm a starter on this team. Isaiah Heron, that's the other guy I want to mention here. Isaiah Heron has started at different points during his BYU career, but at the bare minimum, he is your third, maybe fourth best cornerback, and that's saying that because he could be a starter in another circumstance. That's the crazy thing about all of this. So I think that looking at how things are laying out for this cornerback position is that the health of these guys are what's going to be really looked at in spring ball. Now, question number two, is there another cornerback on this roster who can make a run at a starting job. I'm thinking of guys like, uh, say, okay, let me back up on this. Jacob Robinson was BYU's nickel cornerback before moving to safety last year, and he actually played well at both positions. Does he go back to cornerback, and does he get in the mix to be the starting nickel once again? Does he make a push to be a starting cornerback overall? I don't know. I think he is a little skinny to be playing safety, but I am not a talent scout. I am, like I said, I'm a, I'm a paid observer. I'm a analyst, an armchair analyst of the highest order. 
I do wonder, with regards to his status, if he gets back to playing cornerback and what he could do. Is there another guy on this roster, a Quentin Rice, uh, somebody like that, Ethan Slade, who could come in and make a push for extra playing time or potentially a starting job? Spring ball is the chance for these young bucks to really step up and show what they can do, and I think they will make a good push for it. The only thing about this is, uh, as I look at it, is that I feel like the top-heavy nature in terms of the upperclassmen at cornerback for BYU are going to make it tough for the guys to move up. But the glory of that is, it brings us to question number three, is will the competition at these two spots, and I guess three spots if you want to include Nickelback, will that make this unit even better than already has been? Gennaro Guilford, I believe, might be the most underrated coach on BYU's roster as a recruiter, as just an overall X's and O's guys. He knows this position better than most. He's a guy who played the position at a very high level for BYU, and he knows what he is expecting of his guys and what they are expected to do and what he hopes they will do for the Cougars. And I believe that he will get the best out of his group. If they don't, he is not afraid to say, you know what, you're out of the rotation, have a seat over there. That is what he is all about. He's all about production on the field. It's no nonsense. Gennaro is a man of very few words. Any of you who have heard his media interviews, he's straight and to the point. And I actually really appreciate that about him. And the best part is he's a big proponent of BYU because he has been through the entire uh, circumstance that you can find yourself in at BYU. A guy coming from L.A., not a member of the predominant faith in Provo, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, got in trouble with the honor code, actually had to leave school, worked his way back onto the roster, and oh yeah, by the way, that pick against Utah in 2001 to seal the win for the Cougars, yeah, that's number four himself, Gennaro Guilford. This dude has done it all at BYU. He has been through the entire range of emotions as a BYU Cougar. There is, in my opinion, not a better representative, or you'd be hard-pressed to find a better representative representative of BYU football than Gennaro Guilford. He knows what is expected of his guys, and he's going to push the absolute ever-loving you-know-what out of his guys to get it out of them. I know that's probably mixing and matching metaphors, but hey, we'll stick with it. So I really like this cornerback position. I think it's got a load of talent, a load of upperclassmen, and the hope is that they can be some of the leaders for this defense this year and make the back end in terms of BYU's game planning. They know that they've got lockdown corners taking care of business on the back end, allowing maybe some extra rushers and some extra guys to come up and run support to help improve the defense as a whole. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk some BYU basketball in action last night against LMU. We'll get to all of that. We'll also look ahead to senior night for the Cougars as they welcome Pepperdine to the Marriott Center and the regular season finale. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is just over two weeks away, my friends, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we'll be running all of our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Locked On Cougars is going to have its own bracket, so you guys can get in on the action on that. I'll have more details in coming days about that. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, which are both really fun in their own way if you want to try something new. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to help make your picks all the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you make some of that March Madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, uh, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you will ever find. Clearly, obviously, here at the Locked On Podcast, 
Network. We believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a crash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while we're there, while you're there, excuse me, we'll only be there as obviously, create your own pool for your family and friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be made available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Today's show is brought to you also in part by our friends over at Built Bar. This is the time of year that many of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. I've been doing this for quite some time actually now, and it's all thanks in part to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a chore because they are the best tasting protein bars that I've ever had, and I truly enjoy eating them. I'm serious about this, folks. I absolutely love Built Bars. The best part is if your Built Bars maybe not your speed, give the Built Puffs a try. They're marshmallow-infused protein bars that are absolutely Absolutely awesome. They're packed with protein. They're covered in 100% chocolate, but they have that marshmallowy, soft, gooey type of flavor and texture to them. It's absolutely incredible. They've got flavors like churro, coconut marshmallow, and my personal favorite, banana cream pie. Absolutely incredible. I believe they will be your new favorite if you give them a shot. So get to built.com right now. Place your order there. While you're there, you actually can still uh, get 15% off using our special promo code. That's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 at built.com for 15% off that order. Once again, get enjoying the best tasting protein bars and puffs with our friends at Built Bar. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen to the day. Appreciate you guys taking the time to check us out on the daily, and it's always fun to talk BYU sports. Let's talk some BYU basketball. A relatively easy win, the first one in quite some time for BYU, as they absolutely smoke Loyola Marymount last night, 79-59. to A very, very balanced effort from BYU, and folks... It's good to see BYU getting some of their mojo back. Is LMU that good? No, they're not. And there, I think, it was a seven-game slide, at least six-game slide going into this matchup against BYU. They have had some issues down the stretch this season, but I don't care right now. BYU needs any and all wins they can muster. And obviously, we have a team like LMU who is not necessarily going to do much for you in terms of your net rating. You got to go out and absolutely crush them. That's the biggest thing. Is you just got to handle your business, and that's what BYU did. So very, very good to see for BYU basketball. And now they get ready for Senior Night tomorrow. Now we'll take a little closer look at Pepperdine and Senior Night here momentarily. But let's talk about the statistics for BYU in this game. Uh, in terms of getting ready for Vegas, you all know that the magic number is triple sevens. Very, very good night for Alex Barcelo. Seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists. That's actually a, a season high, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a career high in assists for him in the win. Very, very good to see from BYU. 14 points from T. John Lucas, 13 points and 11 rebounds from Caleb Lohner, his second career double-double. Folks, he is running in to a very, very good player down the stretch here. Obviously, he got a lot of undeserved, I think, attention for his struggles this season. But if Caleb Lohner is going to play like this in this final stanza of the season, it's going to go a long way to helping BYU, especially if Seneca Knight is going to be out for a significant period of time. Mark Pope saying it's a pretty serious injury. He's got his hand in a brace wrapped up. Who knows what his status is going to be playing-wise moving forward. But also other players last night. Gideon George, 12 points. Fusini Traore, 12 points. Very, very good contributions up and down the roster. That's what you want to see from this team. The other thing about BYU right now is the fact that, as I mentioned, 
mentioned, you just need to garner any type of confidence you can. And obviously a 20-point win where you are just in full control from the early going in this game is going to help engender some of that confidence for the BYU basketball program. And now they turn their attention to senior day. Alex Barcelo, T. John Lucas, Gavin Baxter, and Richard Harwood are the four seniors scheduled to be honored tomorrow night. Those four expected at least to entertain the notion of leaving. Uh, in the case of Barcelo and T. John Lucas, they're just out of eligibility. They, they got to move on. Uh, both Loner and not Loner. Uh, Harward and Gavin Baxter technically have another year, the COVID year they still could utilize if they so desire. Both of them have dealt with injury issues. Who knows what they'll decide. The good news is Gideon George, he is not being honored on senior day, so that means he will be using his uh, COVID year to come back next year for BYU basketball. So those four seniors, a big thank you to all of them and appreciate their contributions to the BYU basketball program. This has not been the season I think Barcelo came back for because he fully expected to make the NCAA tournament field and hopefully make a run, but obviously injuries have played a huge, huge role in the circumstance BYU finds themselves in currently. But now, you've still got opportunities staring you in the face. I don't know how much you guys have been paying attention to standings in the West Coast Conference, but the four seed for BYU, a potential buy into Saturday's matchup, is on the table for BYU. Khalil Shabazz, who plays for USF, one of their top players, he is questionable to play against San Diego in their regular season finale tomorrow. BYU with the win tonight. They are just a half, back, half game back of USF, of San Francisco. So, the math is simple. BYU wins tomorrow against Pepperdine and combined with a loss for San Francisco against USD, against San Diego, the Toreros, BYU would find themselves as the four seed going in to the West Coast Conference Tournament. That would mean they wouldn't have to play on Friday. They have one less uh, game to make a run. Likely still would match up with uh, San Francisco in that matchup, but you would be the favored seed. You wouldn't have to play that extra game on Friday. You need some help. You need to be the biggest Torero fan out there and hope that USD can muster something here. But if they are capable of doing that, BYU could find themselves as the four seed with a 9-6 and six conference record, their 21st win. That would be very, very big for BYU. Pepperdine is straight garbage this year. And I'm trying to be kind about it, but they are not good. This is Lorenzo Romar team is in full rebuild mode. Had some really good players move on uh, to pro basketball. So obviously, they're trying to get things rebuilt there. BYU should handle business here. So the biggest question is, can USF uh, get upset by USD and help BYU out and give them that four seed? Regardless, BYU needs to go out and win this game. And obviously, all the talk about that non-conference matchup potentially early next week on a Tuesday or Wednesday ahead of the West Coast Conference Tournament still very much alive. As Mark Pope said, don't expect really necessarily anything to be finalized or solidified until the weekend is close to being over. I maybe think Sunday or Monday, you'd hear a little bit more about that if anything is going to happen, but you got to gamble at this point if you're BYU, especially if things are looking like they are and you're still very much on the periphery of the West uh, West Coast Conference Tournament, the NCAA Tournament, the West Coast Conference Tournament upcoming, and I'm looking forward to being down there covering BYU for however that long of a run is. I'd love nothing more than to see BYU make a run to the West Coast Conference Tournament title game, play against Gonzaga, and in the process, pick up what, one or two quad one wins against USF and then St. Mary's? Be very big for BYU's uh, tournament resume, but there's still a lot to play for if you're BYU basketball. I know it doesn't seem like it. A lot of people have checked out on this team, but they still have 
options on the table. They still have the NCAA tournament as their stated goal, and as they should, because they are not out of it quite yet. But you still have to go and take care of business and handle your business. You can't have a clunker against Pepperdine tomorrow night. You can't go out there thinking, we're just going to roll over these guys, because any team has proven if they can get hot, you, they can make your life miserable. And BYU should take confidence from last night's matchup against LMU into this matchup against Pepperdine. But you cannot have a hangover effect thinking, okay, we're good, we fixed everything. LMU's not good, Pepperdine's not good. Go hammer these dudes and then get yourself ready for maybe the biggest week of your season to date. That is the biggest thing about this, is looking at things as they stand right now. BYU still has a lot to play for, but it's ball in their court. They have to go take it. There's no sitting back and saying, well, you do that, you do that, we'll be okay. No, BYU's got to handle their business. They're going to need some help, obviously, as well. But just get out there, take care of business, and get your job done. And that means win basketball games. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's show with a look at the other BYU news out there. A huge win for BYU baseball on the road last night in their series opener against ASU. We'll break down all of that here in just a second. Today's show has been brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. Football is over for the season, but basketball is in full steam ahead mode, both in the pro and college ranks. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Bet online remains the excuse me remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's all available at BetOnline.net. And it's not just basketball, my friends. BetOnline has got you covered with hockey, boxing, UFC, probably even some futures odds on when the actual MLB season is going to start. I'm going to venture to say we're going to have some games canceled, but that's just me at the current time. But head to the website today, that's BetOnline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you guys from our friends at BetOnline where the game starts. As we round out this Friday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off with a huge win for the BYU baseball program, winning their third straight game in the series opener against Arizona State yesterday in Phoenix. They trailed 2-0 in that game and then rallied to win it 4-2. Really, really impressive fight and obviously a lot of grit from this BYU baseball program. Mike Littlewood, he's talked about the fact that he feels like this team could do something big this year. Arizona State is in my opinion, maybe the most well-known college baseball program out there and to go down there and win on their home field it's no small feat so really really cool to see they'll have the second and third games of that series tonight and tomorrow night uh, both of those games will be on the BYU radio network uh, Jason Shepard from BYU TV will be on the call of those and looking forward to it hopefully BYU can win this series that'd be absolutely massive for them if they can go down there and win two of the three or if they can just straight up sweep Arizona State that'd be absolutely incredible but regardless Regardless, really, really good to see BYU baseball getting that win. Uh, across the diamond, so to say, uh, BYU softball split their games yesterday, uh, beating Bethune-Cookman 7-0 in the opener at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic, then losing to number 17, Tennessee, 10-3. They will be back in action today. Uh, they take on California Baptist this morning, Friday morning, at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and I believe they will round things out tomorrow, yes, against Long Beach State also at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. So 
big opportunities for the BYU uh, women's softball program. I mentioned baseball in action. So tonight it's a 6 o'clock Mountain Time start on the BYU Sports Network. And then tomorrow it's actually an afternoon start, 1 o'clock uh, at Phoenix Municipal Stadium. If you happen to live in the Valley of the Sun, I would encourage you to get out there, support the Cougars. This is a really good baseball team and obviously a big win over Arizona State. Should have them juiced going into the final two games of that series. Now, BYU women's basketball, they are one game away from clean the West Coast Conference regular season title. They've all but clinched. It would need a lot of things to happen for them not to win it. They shot a blistering 60% yesterday. Their third 100-point game of the season as they went to Stockton, not Stockton, excuse me, Santa Clara, California, and absolutely obliterated Santa Clara, 103-66. to BYU is now 24-2 on the season, 14-1 in West Coast Conference play. Paisley Harding had 28 points. Shelly Gonzalez had 17 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Really, really impressive stuff from the BYU women's basketball program. They finish up their regular season tomorrow at Pacific uh, in Stockton. That game is had to tip off at 2 o'clock Pacific time. That's 3 o'clock Mountain time. There'll be a live stream link on the WCC network. You can go to BYUcougars.com to get that there. Now, other teams in action this weekend, if you're looking to support the Cougars and whatever you're interested in, let's run them down for you guys. Men's tennis is on the road. They're taking on the University of Nevada, Reno, in Davis County. California today. They'll also face off against UC Davis tomorrow. BYU's track and field programs host their final indoor meet of the season, the BYU Invitational number 2 that takes place today and tomorrow at the Smith Fieldhouse. Women's tennis is up on the hill in Salt Lake City, the Georgia Eccles Tennis Center to take on Utah in their annual rivalry showdown. Women's gymnastics will be in action tonight. That's at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at Utah State in Logan. There's a live stream link on BYUcougars.com for that. Men's volleyball has two big home matches this weekend, tonight and tomorrow night, hosting Grand Canyon at the Smith Fieldhouse. Both of those games scheduled to be on BYU TV. Uh, 7 o'clock starts on both of them, so you can support the Cougars that way. And then also, as I mentioned, men's tennis taking on UC Davis tomorrow. Softball against Long Beach State. Uh, Baseball ASU at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Women's basketball at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. And then men's basketball tomorrow night against Pepperdine once again, 6 o'clock on ESPN. SPNU, a nice start for senior night for BYU. You don't have to stay up late to support the Cougars and very much looking forward to seeing how they look against Pepperdine as they round things out. And hopefully, just hopefully, over the weekend, we'll have some news on a potential non-conference matchup that we can break down for you guys on Monday's edition of the show. We'll also get ready for BYU Spring Ball starting in earnest. Some big overall storylines. We'll look at those on Monday. And of course, we'll have you covered top to bottom when it comes to Spring Ball over the next month or so as we roll on here on Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you guys now make Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, your second listen of the day. They've got you covered top to bottom when it comes to the NFL draft. Prospects, team philosophy, whatever it might be, they got you covered every single day and it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there wherever you might be. Thanks again for taking some time to download the show. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 25th, 2022.